A joyful, more fulfilled life starts with a deep understanding of the Word of God. But it is sometimes difficult to understand what the Bible really teaches because of the many controversies surrounding its message. What do the Scriptures really say? And how can we gain a fuller and holistic understanding? For answers to these questions and more, join Pastor Josh Lai on the Grace Pales, the platform to grow in the accurate knowledge of the Word. Make a date with Pastor Josh Lai. Grace Pills. Know him to know you. Father, we honor you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for clarity. Clarity of your word. Clarity of purpose, clarity of understanding, clarity of thought, and the clarity of expression. Let your word come with light, accurate, precisely, in the knowledge of Christ. There shall be no contradictions. There shall be no errors. Jesus is glorified, and we are edified. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Yesterday I was having a conversation with a young man. He's a pastor actually. And we were talking. He's so enthused about the revelation of God's word in its preciseness and accuracy. And he was, I was talking to him about the scripture. And most of us have sung the song, um, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So you sing that song with an understanding. Today is the day God has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. So I told him, well, the word of God doesn't change. Because God, who is the character of his word, does not change. So you see, why did David write that? David was not talking about the day as in today. David was talking about the day Christ Jesus will be revealed and men will be saved. David said, I have seen that day and I'm waiting to rejoice in that day. Are you getting the point? So now, if you are singing the day is today and you are rejoicing in it, you are watering down the revelation of the word. Because in your mind, you are saying that you are rejoicing because you are alive. And your being alive without salvation is useless. Are you getting it now? If you are alive, and yet you are not saved, it doesn't mean anything to God. As a matter of fact, he is sad because everything about him wants you to spend eternity with him. So you see, if you sing that song and you are singing its meaning in what David meant, that this is the day 
that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it as in his salvation then you are actually rejoicing because of your salvation. Praise God. And God is pleased. Okay, so any word of God, that's why he said, handed down to us to this point, age. That's why in, in, in Acts, he said, they followed the apostles' doctrine. It doesn't change. There's nothing like innovation. As far as the word of God is concerned. Nothing like that. I'm interpreting it to fit my situation. There's nothing like that. Because you are trying to change God. Most of us follow some of these things. We follow cliches. What God cannot do does not exist. Who told you that? Who told you that? God cannot steal. God cannot lie. So who told you that? Who told you that? When you... (laughs) When you go and steal or you go and take bribes and you go and do stuff and you think it is God because in your mind what God cannot do does not exist. That is why we share certain testimonies we share. When you do it and you get it Because you added prayer. Don't say it is God. It's not God. Don't worry. You enjoy it. But don't add God. It's not God. It's not God. There are so many things that has nothing to do with God. Because we don't actually understand and know the character of God. It's not God. You do a job and you don't have time for prayer. You don't have time for work study and you say this job is from God. It is a trap. It's taking you away from your main purpose and goal of life. The enemy is trapping you. And then one of these days, he will hit you hard. Because you don't have the word in you. And so you can't stand. Let's get our priorities right. Walk with the word and in the word. So that even when you are wrong, say, I am wrong. Don't add God to it. Go with the gospel, part six. Mark 16, 15. 
And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go. Somebody say go. Please say it like you mean it. Say go. Oh, say go like you mean it. Somebody say go. Keep going. He didn't add timelines. Did he? So we keep what? Going. Somebody gave a very lazy interpretation. A very kind of dodgy theology. He says, ah, he was talking to the apostles. This command was to the apostles. I was asking my head, which of the apostles prayed to him for him to be saved? Peter or John? So some of us, the moment I, I said, oh, but did, did see, he was talking to the apostles. He was not talking to me. Did the apostle Paul pray to you? Or Peter? Or James? Or John? So he's talking to you. Say he's talking to me. He said I should go. If he was talking to the apostles, when he was talking to them, Stephen was not there. Philip was not there. Barnabas was not there. Paul, even Paul was not there. But when they received the gospel, they also went. And they also became apostles. Praise God. Every local church has to be missionary minded. Have, has to have the missionary in orientation. Acts 8 verse 4. Therefore they were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the gospel. Praise God. This is one of the scriptures that fascinates me. And it gets me so excited. It gets me so pumped up. Because listen to me. These guys were being persecuted. And in their scattering, they were still evangelizing. And it actually speaks clearly to their motivation. That they were not running away from trouble. They were running away from ending the spread of the gospel. Because maybe if it was you, the moment you face trouble here and you are going to the next place, he said, let me keep quiet too, so I don't get trouble. But that was not their motivation. To run away so that they can keep their lives. No, they were running away because if I die, it will stop the spread of the gospel. So I'll run to another place and I'll preach it. It's like a child who is bent on doing something their dad said they shouldn't do. You know that thing. So dad says, I shouldn't do this. And when dad was speaking, dad was here. 
So the child moves to the next place and he does it. He's a stubborn child. He knows that whatever his dad told him not to do is not within a geographical location. Whatever dad says don't do, wherever you are, it means don't what? Do it. It's the same way these guys, in the positive way, felt like they cannot restrict us. They can stop us in Jerusalem. But whilst they stop us in Jerusalem, we go to Judea. If they stop us in Judea, we'll go to Samaria. If they stop us in Samaria, we'll go to the ends of the earth. Praise God. Somebody say, nothing stops me. So you can see that their lives do not count much for them. Why? Because what is living life without preaching the gospel? That's the orientation. In your mind, what is life without marriage? Yeah. So as you come to church, that's your expectation. Life without marriage is not a possibility. What is life without a child? What, what is life without money? What, what is life? And your whole heart and mind is filled with things. But they have a different orientation. What is life without Christ? And what is life without winning a soul, preaching the gospel? As the next person, is that your thinking? Please ask them. If that is not, you are way behind. Yes. You are way behind. Christianity is not what it is. The way we are living it. The way we are thinking it. Praise God. Yes. As a man thinketh. So is he. Yes. So you see, what you think Christianity is, is how you are living it. It's how you're living it. <laughs> I met a young man and I was talking to him about Christ. He says, Pastor, what is life when you don't have money in your pocket? When you don't have food to eat? What is life without money? I'm not going to say, what is life without money? Really? When even Jesus said that, even the body does not represent life. Your body, the mouth that will chop the money. Even the mouth that will chop the money. If you, are going, you have money, who, why, why are you going to put it? Chop. He says, the body is not life. J- 
Just like the clothes is not the body. So understand priorities. We are all called into the ministry. We are all called what? If you are a new creation in Christ, this is your job. Say, this is my job. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Listen to me. The word all things are passed away is not even character transformation. We understand that it will come eventually. What it means is that you are now a God kind of man. So if you are God kind of man, what pleases God now is what pleases you. How God thinks is how you think. God's perspectives are your perspectives. In the perspectives of God, food, clothing, all of those are for mere men. That's their priority. That's why he said the Gentiles seek after these. It's amazing how we believers talk like men who don't know Christ. You know, when you're talking like this, some people ask, oh, Pastor Cry, a yeni. You know that kind of thing. You see, they, they, this Pastor Cry does it mean doesn't that doesn't he eat? I eat, but food is not my priority. Oh, I'm sorry. You think that making this your priority makes you a giver? Aha. Uh-huh. And so they brought it. And we took it. That's where we had access. Even that, it was God's favor. You know, so let me tell you something. If I can challenge you, if you like, just work in a way that you can only provide for your family. I'm, I'm, I'm saying something. That you can only provide for your family. Ben, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That you can provide for your family at least what you eat three times a day. At least what your wife. Just do that. If that's the work you will do. Listen very carefully. And still come and pray. And still come and do evangelism you will still be God's best. And you will see how he will still provide for his church. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Because listen to me, as to how God provides for his church, if you decide not to do your responsibility financially, he will still provide. for that I have known this throughout my calling he's made provision he's made provision so don't use the excuse of I'm busy at work I'm doing this I'm doing that to stop you it's the lie of the devil it is deception he's moving you away from your main goal 
your main purpose. Are you here with me? Say, I have the ministry of reconciliation. Say it like you mean it. I have the ministry of reconciliation. Say it like you mean it. I have the ministry of reconciliation. What it means is that all men are in debt. But Christ came to pay. And because Christ has paid it, he's paid it for even the one who is not saved. But now he wants me to go and tell them so that they can receive what has been paid for and walk in it. And what a privilege it is that I am the one who is being sent with this good news. That the brother that everybody sees and rejects, their deaths of sin, curse, and death, and sickness has been paid. I should be the one who would go and deliver this message. I am a privileged species. I am. I'm so privileged. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5.19 That is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses against them and has committed to us the word of re- Conciliation. So what is the commitment of God? He's committed to you and I what? The word of what? So what is in your mouth? The word of what? So when you speak, what do you speak? Do you speak condemnation? What do you speak? What is the reconciliation? Christ has paid their debt. Praise God. Their sins are for eternally. Say eternally. Praise God. So every believer has been giving, but it's not every believer that has received. Yes. So if you are not evangelizing, you have been giving the ministry of reconciliation, but you have not received it. You have not received it. You have not received it. And it's amazing, rather, how those people are the ones who judge the unbelievers and judge everybody around them. Yeah. Listen, when you understand the joy of you being forgiven, because you can't do right by yourself, you will feel the pressure to always go. And tell somebody they are forgiving. <laughs> and it will not be your business as rather scrutinizing people and look at what they are doing right or wrong. And always. What are they doing? What are they doing? Hey, hey, hey. No. Your joy is that somebody else is also forgiving. Oh, praise God. And they receive all that you have what? Received. Wherever you see law, 
Wherever you see judgmental people, wherever you see people who criticize, you will never see soul winners there. You will never. Most of those people, they have received Christ. They have received the secret of salvation. You know what I mean? I will keep it to myself. And then when you say, you don't even know. You don't know. I'm special. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a peculiar people. He said the peculiar people should go and show forth the praise. So you don't just say all of that and sit in your armchair and do barbecues. Every believer ought to be taught to receive this ministry. And that's what I'm doing. Praise God. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. What is it for? Everybody read 12. Go. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edify, for the building of the body of Christ. So what is your job here? To do what? Good. So your work is what? The work of what? What is the ministry? Ministry of reconciliation. Do you see how scripture is consistent? So who does the work? You. Say me. So you see how we think, oh, is the pastor that must go and evangelize. The pastor, no, the pastor is to equip you so that you will do the work of what ministry. What is the ministry? The ministry of reconciliation. Okay, do you understand that? Yeah, so we equip you and you go, and as you go, that's when you become listen very carefully, you become the disciple of that person. Yeah. You call them, have you prayed this morning? Have you read your Bible this morning? Then they ask, yes, I read it, but I didn't understand this. Oh, what was it? And then you open it up to them, and then they begin to grow. You see, you are pastoring a soul. How come you have been a Christian for these several years, and you don't have disciples under you, what have you been doing? <laughs> Let me tell you. Do you know that when the Christian is talking about fruit, when Jesus says, oh, that your fruit may abound. When Jesus says, oh, the fruit of good works. When Jesus says, fruit, 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 fruit. Do you know what they think, think about a new car? 
Yeah. Marriage. Children. Then that is the fruit of the believer. All the things you are mentioning, don't unbelievers to have them. So what are you saying? So what are you saying? So when he's talking about fruit as a believer, where is your soul? Unbelievers can never have that one. Where is your soul? If you don't have a soul, you are discipling, you are barring. As a believer, you are barring. And if you don't have the pulpit outside, you don't have a business standing behind this pulpit. How do you? When you can't disciple one soul, want to speak to souls that other people are discipling, you don't have their business. That's why we have make church business. And when I say business, what it means is that now the way we set up churches is this. So I call, Lord, you are going to a Blekuma. And then straight away, what we do is to set up the place with instruments, with this, with that. And then that will draw the people. When they come, the faith of the people now dwell in what has been set up. The moment there is no song, they will go. The moment the air condition runs down and there's heat, they will find another church. Oh, these days, these people, they are spot. They are sport. They are sport. Because they don't even see themselves and have the responsibility that they are the ones to make sure that the place has to be kept for things to go and things to work. We've had souls live like that. And when they left, I was sad. And I said, ah, the person said, oh, um, they don't have TV at the overflow. It's only audio. And they are asking me to go and sit at the overflow. Somebody who has been in the church for a long time. New people are coming. They say, oh, vacate your seat and go and sit there. They're angry. They say, when I go there, I'll only hear audio. I will even see the pastor. And they left the church. Why? Because it's my fault. I trained her that way. I trained her to have a faith in things. The place is nice. That makes a good church. It's not true. That's not the church is the message. When the message is okay, then everything else can fall in place. 
It's not these things that make the church. It's the message that makes the church. But right now what it is is that we think that it is these things that make church powerful. It's a topsy-turvy situation. We've turned things upside down. Praise God. Kenneth Hagin said this. He said, if local churches were doing their work as prescribed by scriptures, there would be no need for Bible schools. There would be no need. The reason we have Bible schools is because the church is now becoming a motivational center. How do you call it? One-stop shop, is that not it? Uh-huh. It's a one-stop shop. When you come, you learn psychology. You learn philosophy. You learn archaeology. You learn business. Who told you that? Where did you see Jesus teaching business? Teaching psychology? Teaching philosophy? The fact that Jesus uses agriculture to explain spiritual truths so that you can understand doesn't mean he's teaching. So he uses the natural to explain the spiritual. He doesn't use the spiritual to make you live the effect of the natural. No, that's not what Jesus does. That's not what he does. He uses the less to explain the greater, not vice versa. The moment you use the greater to depict the less, you have made the greater less and the less greater. That's why we focus on materialism. So you see me preaching, and when I'm preaching, I preach, ah, I say, you are speaking in tongues. You are praying. That's all you have. What again? What again? Go out. Go and work. Go out. Make money. Look at Bill Gates' money. You see what I'm trying to do? I'm telling you that money is more valuable than your spirituality. We've turned the gospel upside down. Ministry is primarily for reaching the unsaved with the gospel. Almost half of our prayers should be directed for the gospel to read the unsaved. And if you look at the epistles, that is what is in the epistles. Almost half of the prayers in the letters written to the churches had to be directed, number one, to the equipping of believers so that they will go out and win souls. And also for the maturity of the believer. Jesus had led in this earlier. Matthew 9, 38. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. Praise God. 
So Jesus, when he was asking them to pray, this is what he asked them to pray. Even the, the, what you call the Lord's Prayer, which is not the Lord's Prayer. You know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. You see where give us this day our daily bread came. That's it. That's it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, your name be exalted everywhere. And then he says what? Your kingdom come. He's talking about Jesus coming to die. That's when the kingdom came. That's why Jesus told them, go and preach that the kingdom of God why, has come. Are you getting the point? Yes. The kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. What is his will? All men be saved. Who will be down on earth? As it is in heaven. That's what heaven sees. That's what heaven rejoices about. Before he says, give us this day our daily bread. How come daily bread now comes after our father? So the moment he starts, our father, give us this day. <laughs> See you. <laughs> give us this day our daily bread. No. 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 Are you here with me? So Jesus was asking them, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Into the harvest. Are you a laborer? Yes. Laborers are preachers and teachers of the gospel. And they are filled in this place. Oh, they are in every seat right now. Yes, they are in every seat. Everybody here is a teacher and a preacher of the gospel. They go out to win souls. They are passionate about soul winning. What it means is that we should always pray that the brother, sister beside us is recruited. Is recruited. Because many have been giving, but not all have what? Received the ministry of reconciliation. Acts 4.17 Even when the church was threatened, Look at what they say. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now, they, from now on, they speak to no man in his name. Did you see what the people threatened to do? The people were always talking about Christ. They were going with the gospel that the authorities decided. They said, so that it spreads no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now they speak to no man in this name. They are joking. It will always come with threats. 
It will always come with excuses. Yesterday, I saw a news bulletin, and I laughed. He said, oh, we have knowledge-based economies, and we have religious-based economies. Now, they've divided it into two. And they said, Japan, China, knowledge-based economies. And then they show what Japan is doing. They show what China is doing. And then they said, religious-based economy, Africa. When Jesus came, tell me how Jesus changed the economic situation of Israel. Tell me. Please, tell me. They were under Roman captivity. And they even expected that Jesus was going to get them out of captivity. He brought salvation to their spirit, not salvation to the economy. Christianity is not meant to bring salvation to economies. It is meant to bring salvation to souls. Economic prowess has been given to every human being. That's why God created marriage, created um, um, gold, created farming, created everything before he created man. And asked man to choose his spiritual identity. Did you get what I said? So whether you are Christian or not, you have a mind, a brain. That should be ingenious regarding creating wealth. You don't have to come to church for me to teach you how to create wealth. No, it's not for the church. When you come to church, I should focus on the salvation of your soul. Do you think God is pleased with China and with Japan because they are inventing stuff? Because their roads are good. You are joking. You think that is what Christianity is for? You see, when you don't know and understand this, they make a mockery of your salvation. And you accept it. Yes, that's why they can tell you. Oh, you see. 40 years. You don't even have 4,000 in your account. What did you come to do in life? And then you also accept it. Mobrowa. Yes. They take you to the Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine. And say, look at Forbes magazine. Then they rate. Pa, 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 pa. This guy is worth this. This guy is worth that. That guy is worth this. And then they, what are you worth? So now, wealth is what makes the value of people. You are sure? That is the wealth system. It is the system that the devil has put in place. 
that people are valued based on what they have. But don't you know what Jesus told you? A man's life does not consist of the abundance of things they have. How did you forget that? It's so basic. Because everything you have, you leave it here. So basic. So basic. So basic. As a matter of fact, they made the thing so much that there's always an updated version. So when you are on top today and your value is this, tomorrow they take your value away and bring an update. So if you don't get it, your value goes low. Why do you buy into such deception? That's why many pastors are committing suicide together with their congregation members. Christians are committing suicide even more than unbelievers because they feel depressed. They have been made to feel that your value is in the things you have. I, I pray I'm speaking to your spirit. I pray. I pray. I saw it. When I saw it, I said, nonsense. My spirit is bigger than this. It's a knowledge-based economy. If there are more Christians who have received Christ in Ghana than in Japan, God is pleased more with Ghana than with Japan. It doesn't matter if we are drinking from the river. Do you understand that? Where did Jesus himself come from? Uh Uh-huh. Nazareth. What did they say about Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Did you see Jesus doing this thing around Nazareth and building their walls and then making them a top class? Do you think that's his priority? Who lied to you? He was born in a manger. Who lied to you? But he is the God that you serve. His godness has nothing to do with the manger he lied in. Don't be deceived. That's why he says, he that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Acts 4, 29. When they heard that, they went into prayer. They went into what? They went into what? Did he stop them? They rather went into what? Look at their prayer. He said, now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your way. It didn't stop them. Do you know why? Because they know the value of what they have. And they understand the value of those who are threatening them. Are you getting the point? Yeah. 
He said, grant us boldness to preach on the streets, on the buses, on TVs. I know a church during the lockdown they rather want more souls. Yes, they actually boasted of 3,000 more souls. Three thousand more souls, rather, during the lockdown. People were at home. So when they pick a call and they start a conversation, oh, they'll win you. Talk to you about Christ. In a church, listen to me. Please, everybody listen. In a church where soul winning, is the focus. There's no time for gossip. What do people gossip about? What he's wearing. What he's not wearing. True or false? Who married? Who is not married? Who has a child? Who doesn't have a child? Whose boyfriend? Whose girlfriend? Oh, ah, am I lying? Who has a car and bought a new car? That this person has been in church all this while, they don't have one. <laughs> yes. Now, when the focus becomes so winning, tell me who is watching whose car. For what? For what? Because, listen, that doesn't determine my value. Because very soon, even that car becomes obsolete. And they are looking for a new model to make it appear very good. But my model, inside, is always renewed. <laughs> day by day. Ah. They could not scare them. Because what is inside them is greater than everything outside them. 30. By stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Rather, we are going to speak with boldness. And there shall be signs. There shall be wonders. By the name of Jesus, it will silence them. Where did they learn that from? Mark 16, 17 to 18 and 20. They learned that from Jesus. When Jesus earlier said to them, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And they went forth and preached everywhere and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. Did you see them do demonstration? Said They are threatening us. We are going on demonstration. <laughs> we are going on aluta. Aluta continua. Hey, hey, hey. 
Then they take placards. They didn't use any natural means. They went into prayer. It's a spiritual work. You You deal with it spiritually. Praise God. Are you understanding me? Did the people threaten them physically? Yes. But did they use physical means? No. No. All of this is in the effort of reaching the unsaved. Why? 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 Why would they go through all of this? Why should we go through all of this to save a soul? Because that is the priceless gift in man. The soul of a man. It's the priceless. Priceless. Why? It has eternal value. But if care is not taking and the gospel is not giving, they lose that value and they suffer eternal damnation. Are you here with me? Yes. All of these that you see there, they are not literal. They shall take up serpents. Don't go and take up serpents. Serpents is a representation of what? The works of the devil. Are you here with me? Yes. Don't be afraid. And they went forth, preached everywhere. What happened? The Lord working with them, confirming the word and signs for what were the signs? And these signs shall follow. Are you getting the point? So all the things that were there were following them. Signs, wonders will follow you. As you go out, they will follow you. Praise God. They will follow you everywhere in the marketplace, in their community. At your workplace, wherever you go, these signs will follow you. The works of the devil you will trample over. Look at 31. Acts 4.31. So what happened? When they prayed, what happened? When they prayed, what happened? The place where they were assembled together was shaking. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Praise God. I pray that nothing shall stop you. Nothing shall move you. Your passion shall be Christ and souls won for him. The world with its pattern will not sway you. No, 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 no. You're moving from grace to grace. Growing from grace to grace. From power to power. To the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Not for your grace.
A joyful, more fulfilled life starts with a deep understanding of the Word of God. But it is sometimes difficult to understand what the Bible really teaches because of the many controversies surrounding its message. What do the scriptures really say and how can we gain a fuller and holistic understanding? For answers to these questions and more, join Pastor Josh Lai on the Grace Pales, the platform to grow in the accurate knowledge of the Word. Make a date with Pastor Josh Lai. Grace Pales. Know Him to know you.